Hey guys, welcome back. Today we're going to discuss how initiation is archetypal. Note, this is a question I received from a listener. Again, thank you guys for these. If you have a question, animus at animusempire.com. Really not a question, so well, I guess it is a question. He just noticed some idiosyncratic behavior between his mom and his dad when he was growing up. His father, in a sense, initiated him. Like Matthew McConaughey's father, we talked about that on The Brazen Hands. I read that book, Green Lights. If you are in any way amenable to the ideas on this podcast, I think you're going to maybe not like the book Green Lights so much, but you're going to need it. Just take a little bit of Matthew McConaughey and titrate it into the spine, as we say. So Matthew McConaughey's father, in a sense, initiated him and his older brother. I think his Matthew McConaughey is the youngest, his middle brother, too. But the... the, the I think the, the more prominent story is how Matthew McConaughey's father, McConaughey's as we call him, by the way, as McConaughey's father initiated his older brother. And there's a whole story behind it. It doesn't matter. This listener is, uh, well, listen to this. Yeah, and he, this listener listened to this and he said, hey, that my father did something similar. But I also noticed that my father was emotionally tuned out. This is the listener talking. My mother, however, was more protective, protective but emotionally tuned in. So, is it possible to be well integrated in one area, so a father understanding the importance of initiation, but being not so well integrated in another area, being emotionally tuned out, and conversely, can a mother be integrated in one area, emotionally tuned in, but disintegrated, not so healthy in another area, maybe uh, being more protective, using manipulation, using emotions as guilt. Uh, this is what this mother did to this listener. So how can you, in a sense, be integrated in one area, but not another? Is this possible? I don't think it is possible. I think what's going on here is, well, when we first say, you know, we can do the right things for the wrong reasons. The typical example is some kid who goes to medical school, which on the surface, it's like, oh, wow, this is a great thing to do. This is the right thing to do, but he doesn't really want to do it, but he doesn't know that he doesn't want to do it. He just may be good at math or science and his parents push him in that direction. So he's doing the right thing, but it's not his decision. And there might be some issues with that down the line. I, this is what I see when doctors have a, a bad bedside manner. It's usually they were pushed into this profession that they didn't want to go into it. They may not even be aware of it, but it, what it takes to make that uh, that kind of decision, a well-integrated kind of decision of I'm going to spend the next seven or eight years of my life doing this medical thing, if it's not you making it, if it's just parents making it and you're doing it to get their approval or to get society's approval or things like women will like you, then you're in a sense not going to be integrated well in other areas. Uh, same thing with sexuality. Uh, pe people... You know, we have the left and the right now, the one side. The left says, oh, just any expression of sexuality is okay. The right says, no, you got to repress your sexuality. It's The implication is it's inherently bad. And neither one of those is correct. It's all about the context. It's all about the intention of the sexual expression. Are you doing it to gain pleasure, to increase pleasure, or to decrease pain? Is the sexuality expression of self-esteem, or is it a way to an attempt to gain self-esteem? Of course, you can't really gain self-esteem or psychological health through sexuality. Um, so I think that's what happened with your parents is they're both doing the right thing, initiating you or being emotionally connected with you from your father and mother respectively, but they were probably doing it for the wrong reasons. They simply weren't aware of it. And, and this happens naturally because initiation, both initiation from your father and emotional connection from your mother is archetypal. 
initiation is an archetypal experience. This is what we need to go through in order to grow. You know, anger is our change agent. I talked about this a couple weeks ago on my podcast on initiation. Anger is, you know, I um, use the the birth of a human as an analogy. What happens if it's past the due date and, and the baby's not coming? Well, what do you do? You induce the, the mother with hormones. You, in a sense, provide the, the start of the initiation from the outside. And that is what happens when... So we need anger to grow. We need anger to overcome our anxiety so we can grow. But if the anger, if we're not in touch with it, and we live in a society where you don't have to grow up effectively, I mean, it's, well, I think it's still important to, but it's much less easier to, uh, it's much more difficult to get away with it, let's say, then an older frat guy needs to come in and initiate you, you know, in, in a sense, provide that change agent, to be the change agent. If the analogy carries... He is, in a sense, the inducement of the hormones that uh, induce, yeah, induce pregnancy. Said that incorrectly, but I think you guys know what I mean. Uh, so this is probably what your father was doing, because there was a dark side there. He was not emotionally tuned in, and this is what your mother was doing, because there was a dark side there. She was emotionally tuned in, but she sometimes maybe used those emotions for... Uh, manipulation and we you know we can be aware of these archetypal processes or we can go through these archetypal processes while not being aware of it but I just don't think we get the full benefit of it unless we are aware of it but that's okay that's why you're here learning about psychology and I wasn't going to do a video on this question however I was reading through uh, volume 13 on chemical studies and I came across a paragraph here that speaks to this issue but I mean pretty much exactly so let's get to it. It's paragraph uh, 277 in the section of the book ca called The Spirit of Mercurius. Mercurius is the change agent in alchemy. Of course, it's a projection of the alchemicus, alchemicist, alchemist, boy, this is, do not share this video, of the alchemist uh, unconscious projection. So Mercurius is not only the change agent, uh, but he's the beginning of the change. He, he represents the prima materia and the end of the work, the end of the opus, the lapis, in a sense, the Philosopher's Stone. But of course, the Philosopher's Stone also represents the prima materia. I mean, go look at uh, Joseph Campbell's Hero's Journey. That's a tangent. But this is paragraph 277, like I said. And this is, um, yeah, so he's talking about Mercurius in this book and what it means, not only, of course, what the alchemicists alchemists thought they meant but what it meant psychologically which is of course more important in Jung's main takeaway here so there's a a poem here which I'm probably not going to read because hey this uh, <laughs> a video about uh, psychology this is lame enough we don't need to make it lamer with a poem so paragraph 277 it reads in this poem, Mercurius is, is describing his own transformation, which at the same time signifies the mystic transformation of the artifacts. That's the artist, the alchemist, the artist, the adept for not only Mercurius. So it signifies the mystic transformation of the artifacts for not only Mercurius, but also what happens to him as a projection of the collective unconscious. This, as can easily be seen from what has gone before, is a projection of the individuation process which, being a natural psychic occurrence, an archetype, goes on even without participation of the consciousness. So we are going to individuate. Part of individuation is initiation and emotional connection. We are going to individuate whether we're aware of it or whether we're totally out to lunch. But 
Jung continues, but if consciousness participates with some measure of understanding, then the process is accompanied by all the emotions of a religious experience or revelation. So if you're aware of the initiation, if you're aware of the emotional initiation as it's happening, then it, it has meaning in a sense. It has the same meaning as a religious experience that in a sense is in a sense what a religious experience is or a revelation. Of course, we know revelation doesn't mean the end of the world. It means a revealing. I mean, you know, go, go look at uh, the book of Revelations in the Bible. That, that, to me, from a psychological perspective at least, isn't about the end of the world. It's about the contact with the unconscious and all those terrible things we want to deny are part of ourselves but is really there. So as a result of this, so this is you again, as a result of this, Mercurius was identified with Sapientiae, which is female wisdom and the Holy Ghost. It is therefore very probable that these heresies, which began with the Eukites, Politians, Bogomils, and the Cathars, these are early Christian sects, and which developed the concept of the Paraclete, Holy Ghost, very much in the spirit of the founder of Christianity, were continued in alchemy, partly unconsciously and partly under a deliberate disguise because the quaternity was not yet a part of Christianity at the time. So to figure out the unconscious or to discuss the unconscious and its effect on human life in a health in a healthy way or without not in a healthy way, in a part in a healthy way. I have a video, Psychology and Alchemy, or a podcast. You'll check that out. But as a way to do it without getting burned at the stake, the alchemists were you know, doing alchemy. They're trying to change lead in the gold, but really what they were doing is learning more about their unconscious. So I think that's what's going on is, you know, the, these archetypal experiences, whether it's individuation, emotional connection, all the other stages of adult, adult development we, um, we talk about here, th these are going to happen anyway. But you're going to learn the most out of, of them and they're going to mean more and your life is going to have more meaning and more fulfillment if you're aware of it as it's happening and that's hopefully what we can help you with here um, this is what you know learning about your psychology is is trying to give yourself something that your parents couldn't give you and this isn't to criticize this listener's parents or anybody else's parents just we mess up as parents and so it's the child's job to go and create these uh, kinds of experiences go and look back at your childhood and say well what did I miss you know again not to blame your parents it's not their fault it's nobody's fault but it is your responsibility now that is it that now that it is your issue to do something about it and that's what we can help you here with here animusempire.com slash schedule you free consultations I'll leave it there guys thank you like and subscribe and remember that initiation will matter well that initiation will happen no matter what so you may as well be aware of it <laughs>